0: Like that. Yeah. Tell the people yeah. that
1: what's back. up, everybody,
0: and welcome to the 49ers Triumvirate Podcast. I'm Tony, and I'm here with my two older brothers, Pablo and Carlos. Say what's up, guys. What's up, guys? <laughs> what's up? <laughs> and the 49ers won a close overtime game this past Sunday against the Bengals. Uh, 26 to 23 and improved their record to seven and six in what was a pretty you know sloppy maybe lucky some people would say game uh what was your guys reaction carlos start with you
2: i mean uh, initially i was ecstatic right it was like what a, a thriller victory uh a uke, man he's really coming coming into his own his past few games but since the bye since the, the talk that whatever he had with, with kyle but um, I I don't know. Like uh, I don't want to sound like a like a pessimistic fan. <laughs> we already and, have, and this, already, is Car- this is <laughs> Carlos. He's the optimistic <laughs> that's my role. That's my role. That's Come role, on, now. that's your role right there. Right, but I I just um uh, at the at the beginning of the game, I just felt like I don't know, like disappointed or just wanting to vomit almost just from, <laughs> from seeing the game. And I remember even. Uh, uh Carmen telling me like, man, like, what's wrong? Like, weren't you like, you know, what? What's bothering you from the? You're watching the game or whatever, and I was like, man, it's just because we suck. We we couldn't do anything with Jimmy G, <laughs> and she was like, well, maybe you shouldn't watch it then. And I was like, this this is what we do. This is this is what Niner fans do. We we <laughs> suffer through the games. Uh, but man, it, it, it's just because it, our our offense is so anemic and pathetic and. I mean the stats don't tell the whole story and everybody's gonna just focus on, you know, like we won the game, we won the game, that's all that matters. But I think those are the fans that just blindly attribute the 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 victory column to the quarterback where it's the the one where we we you know we he wins games <laughs> with with the with the Z and the wins type thing. <laughs> um just because I I it was like a bittersweet is the best way I can think I can summarize it. Where we won the game, but just the way it all played out, it's like almost like the Bengals, you know, were, were like insisting that we take and win the game. Um, So it it wasn't a, 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 a sweet victory. It was more of we won, we, we, we continue on, but it makes you think, man, do we really want to, you know, roll into the playoffs like this?
0: Pablo, what'd you think?
1: I I agree with Carlos's initial thoughts here. I think it's the recency bias, right? You know, let's, I'll I'll start with a positive here just for the role reversal. The (laughs) overtime drive by Jimmy G and the 49ers was awesome. You you can't take that away from Jimmy. Uh, they executed it it very well. Uh, So it's almost like you kind of have to set aside the overtime, you know, let's just take a look at at the, the regular uh, period of the game, the, the four quarters. And I, I have to agree with uh, with Carlos here. It was, the offense was struggling. Um, it, if it wasn't for some special team fumbles from the, from the Bengals, especially early on, that gave us excellent field position, I think we'd be struggling even more. You know, let me know which team I'm talking about here. This is one thing that I kept coming up to my mind. Let me know which team I'm talking about. Dropped passes. By key receivers, fumbles on special teams, quarterback trying to give the ball to the other team, missed field goals, bad play calling and and game clock management by the head coach, Uh, big and inopportune penalties at at, at really bad times, Uh, the ball rolling uh, for the opponent uh, on fumbles, just a mediocre team at best that won't make noise even if they get in the playoffs. Which team am I talking about? I would I would say that's the 49ers. <laughs> I mean I, I know it's,
2: where
0: you're it's, going. You know with it's it. the Bengals, but it's, yeah, both, it, it, you guys
1: it, are both right. That's where I'm going with it. I felt like the we were playing ourselves with the Bengals. They just couldn't get out of their own way. Um, you know what's uh, Chase their their wide receiver, Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase was dropping passes at first. Uh, on critical third downs, uh, we actually we were putting a lot of pressure on them. We knew their offensive line wasn't that good. So uh, Burrow actually threw some bad uh, passes, but they just weren't picked off. Um, the penalties were pretty terrible, especially the Taunting one. I know we'll talk about it in more detail. There was also um, just a, the, the head coach at home not going for it on fourth and two. Yeah, uh, the, the biggest the biggest blunder, I think th- the, they could have won the game if they had a better head coach. They were not going after our corners, even though we had rookies st- starting not, back there Not
0: till the end. Right. Not till, not their, like, till like the fourth quarter.
1: Yeah, not till the fourth quarter. And our in our offense, once again, in the second half, only scored three points uh, against Seattle. We scored zero points in the second half. So we were really struggling there uh, up until overtime on that one drive, like I said. So that, that's my initial reaction. It is pessimistic. The thing is that we know our expectations are that we – our hope is that we win the Super Bowl, that we're Super Bowl contenders, and we know what it takes, and and it's just too inconsistent. The Niners, you know, caught the the Bengals in one of those, you know, what you'd say, inconsistent games for them, just like the ones that we have. It was it was actually kind of funny to, right. to see on the other side how it feels.
0: And we said that. We said the Bengals were a very up-and-down team, right? They, I think, you know, they, they have games where everything just clicks for them and they fire on all centers and they put up a bunch of points. And they have games like on Sunday where it's just very inconsistent.
1: Yeah, they they shot their, themselves in the foot a lot. And, again, their, their coach didn't do them any favors. Their game plan – was awful the fact that they they didn't listen to our podcast first of all (laughs) they would have known just throw throw it up man and once they started doing that then that's when they uh they scored their 14 points in the fourth quarter
2: yeah and and i think that's where uh, our analysis and our our you know our comment comments or commentary whatever you want to call it i think we're being very honest and i think we're coming from the fact of okay you know, once you get to the playoffs, if you make it, it's a whole different animal. It's a whole different beast. And I think the majority of fans are just sensitive or they they can almost like you you can't criticize the team or like, you know, we can do no wrong or like everything went perfect or we, you know, we, we, we did whatever it took to win. We pulled it off, you know, don't complain and be happy with it. But, but that's the thing though, right? Is that you know, the, the good teams or the, the excellent coaches or players know what's good enough and know what's not gonna cut it. Um if you're gonna really make a, a push for the for the for the title for the championship, you, you know how you're supposed to play, you know how it's supposed to look. And this ain't it. And, and I think it's almost like fans are just hoping that Jimmy G is in the flip the switch in the playoffs or something. And that you know that we can win it all with him,
0: which he hasn't shown at all. Which right? he's the yeah, complete opposite in the playoffs.
2: Yeah, that that's why I'm I'm you know I'm a little bit surprised. Not I guess not surprised. The the Jimmy stands don't surprise me anymore. Uh, but it's just more like you know realistic expectations, and it's like they'll crucify anybody that that criticizes Jimmy G or you know kind of says it like it is.
1: Yeah, and it'd be a completely different story. Like we say, wins always, it's the best deodorant, right? Completely different story if on that crucial play in the fourth quarter, um, I forget the name of the defender from the Vikings. It starts starts with a B. I don't know if it's Bates or what. He, if he catches that interception, that perfect pass that Jimmy G threw him. You mean the Bengals? What did I say? You said Vikings. Yeah, the Bengals.
0: <laughs> um, uh, Hill, I think I think it was Brian Hill. Um I think he was the same one that I think it might've been the same one that got called for the taunting penalty.
1: Um, All I know was their safety. They were playing the, the single high uh, like robber concept on, on defense where they, where they get the second safety to kind of drop into the middle of the field there. And, and they were playing it most, of, most of the time. And then this one uh, they, they baited uh, Jimmy G into it and, and he threw it right at him and, and he was running when he got his hands on it too it's just he didn't hold on to it otherwise it's i think it's a pick six very likely
0: yeah and i mean we're already talking about him so you might as well i guess get it get into jimmy g his stats for the game where he went he went 27 for 41 296 yards and two touchdowns like pablo mentioned he had the dropped interception in overtime and it it was kind of funny somebody posted uh Kind of something similar, I guess Joe Montana did it. I don't know if that was the the Super Bowl against the Bengals. Mm. but uh, but I was like, come on you're gonna compare, <laughs> you're yeah, gonna compare the- Joe cool to Jimmy G
2: yeah, they better miss me with that bullshit just because their name starts with J's doesn't mean that it should be compared
0: <laughs> uh he was also sacked I guess it was five times for some reason I like that i I had put three he was sacked five times. Similar to other games, he just kind of doesn't move around. He just stands like a statue in the pocket. But like we said earlier, to his credit, uh, he—I would say—he led two uh, game-winning drives. The first one uh, at the end end of the game, right of the, of the, I guess, regular period. He he did put us in position to for the field goal that Robbie Gold missed, and then he went six for six, I think, in, in overtime for to to win the game.
2: But, but see again in that drive again, um just to, to add some context here, George Kittle made one hell of yep. a catch. I yes. Mean, that that throw, it was like, oh man, right on the money. He only he put it only where the receiver can catch it. I mean he threw it, but George Kittle had to make an excellent play to get that.
1: It reminded no. me of the of that play to, to juice check that Tony mentioned the previous week where he didn't come down with it, but he did jump and try to catch it and came close.
0: Yeah. And that's a play um, that it seems that we kind of gets, it gets a hit on, but I I don't know if Jimmy G or hits those in stride, who knows, you know, it might be either, either a touchdown, but yeah, that's a great point that the playmakers made plays, which was I think the biggest reason that the 49ers won this game, you know, obviously Devo Samuel was back, but, you know, Kittle had that crazy catch. And then you at the end, I mean, it it wasn't like Jimmy G threw threw a dart into the end zone and it was a touchdown. It was, you know, it was a little, I think, like a wheel route. He hit Ayuk, and Ayuk, you know, made a pretty crazy athletic play and and stayed in bounds and and he scored.
2: See, and and like in in all the games, the quarterback is going to make some poor throws and he's going to make some you know, good throws. I think in general, though, for Jimmy G, his good throws or great throws, they're not going to be over the top down, you know, down the sideline or anything like that. I think sometimes there's just a short intermediate passes that he either doesn't see the linebacker or the safety and he needles it in there. But um, a lot of these plays that, uh, Sonny, where you were mentioning that uh, the playmakers made plays, uh, there was another one in, in which... He almost, you know, uh, got Debo killed. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if you guys know which one to play I'm talking about, but
1: uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Jimmy G threw it right to the middle, but Debo, mm. you know, he was fearless. He almost um, had to come back for it, but yeah, it he was. Did. A, it, he came back for it, but it was almost perfect for the for the Bengals defenders just mm-hmm. to pop him and lay him out. For whatever reason, it, he didn't get laid out, but Debo was just fearless, snatched out of the ground, and turned it into a huge positive. But that's an, another example right there, right, where the, the the pass looks excellent. But when you really slow it down and break it down, you see that, you know, Debo could have seriously got hurt. Right. Yeah. And, I, and and I'll say
0: he, he Jimmy G had a lot of throws, you know over the middle kind of like he likes short, the short middle throws that they were pretty dangerous throws there. You know, there was two, three defenders around There's you know the one to George Kittle or he, he kind of dreaded, threaded it in, but, uh, and, and people were giving, you know, Jimmy, a lot of credit, but if you really look at, at I guess the all 22 and, you know, people posted on Twitter and, and Pablo pointed it out is look at the deep routes on these plays. They're, they're pretty open and open. Jimmy G. He never goes for the deep route. Even when it's open, I don't even think, even know if he looks
1: that way. No, he doesn't. I don't think he trusts his arm um, to to get it there, or and, or he just doesn't anticipate the route coming wide open like he should mm-hmm. by now. And he had that that deep was it this game? He had that deep yeah. pass to, to to
0: Benjamin to where you know people people were saying uh, Benjamin should have caught it. And you know what? Yeah, maybe it should have. You know, he, he he did have a chance to catch it. But I mean, man, he he had that corner beat by like five yards. Yeah, he had
1: and, to wait for it and wait for it and wait for and, it to get and, there. And and Jimmy put all he had into that. Yeah, play. I
2: remember t- tweeting about that play as well. And it just the the people defending, like they're just they were they were saying, yeah, I mean, it, somehow people were using it using that as a positive. They were saying, who's talking about a weak arm? Look at that throw that Jimmy no. G just just launched over there and. And I don't know if maybe they were just trolling or something, but I mean, to me, that was again, if he has a strong enough arm, hits Benjamin and Strider at least leads them to give him a, a an uncontested attempt, right? Because if he, if he's leading them, it's either Benjamin catches it, um, or it's just you know it falls to the ground. But in this case, I mean, he, it was almost like a jump ball. Yeah. So.
1: Now I, I think to give Jimmy G some credit again the that overtime drive we got to give him credit there. Uh, yeah, no doubt. There, the most impressive throw from the game that I can recall is that throw to Juwan Jennings on the sideline. That was like a back shoulder type throw. Um, mm. he, he just gave him a chance to go up for it, and Jennings made a hell of a catch. I um, thought
0: but, I I thought the best throw was the one to Kittle. Kittle didn't catch it. I mean, it was clear defensive passing interference. At, well, like the oh, defender the deep had a, throw. Yeah. yeah, that that was, you know, he'll have like one or one of those a game, maybe. And that, that was a good ball. It was a good ball to Kittle. It was right on the money. Uh, at first, I thought Kittle had dropped it, but I mean,
2: he, he got held. It was...
0: He, he was getting, being held the whole way.
2: He, he attempted... needs to sell those. Though. He
1: needs to sell those to that's the ref. True. Let him know, man. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, he that's just a... attempted a one-handed catch. But that's the thing of the right. I mean, credit to Kittle. I, I love his style because, you know, he didn't complain at all or, or you know, blow up at the ref or anything. Uh, but at the same time though you know it, it, um, you want to see those calls because it is unfair. it is messed up, you know that uh, other players will you know throw a tantrum or you know just wave their Make hands all case. over the place yeah.
1: yeah, and they'll get the call exactly. So. Our, our happiness is at stake here, kiddo. Oh, come on, <laughs> it, might, it might not mean so much to you, but it'll ruin our week if we lose because of, of a missed opportunity. So, so yeah, I
2: mean, I, I think uh, as you're going with that, P, that you're being actually a little bit more uh, positive or optimistic on Jimmy G. You know, is it just that we are, are just so sick of it and ready to move on that we have blinders on? Or, or why is it that people like Peter King, respected journalist And then also, you know, TV network hosts like Colin Cowherd somehow, I don't know what it is, but they're, they're making the case that, you know, why not bring Jimmy G back in 2022? Thank you. Like, you know, (laughs) why not?
1: Or like, you know. Well, I think we got to remember Peter King has like ties with um, John Lynch and they're kind of close. Remember they let him into that first draft room for the first draft and he wrote a big article on it and. Who did
0: I um I was saying who did Peter King predict that the 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 49ers would take um in the draft cuz everybody said they were taking Mac
1: Jones. I, I don't, don't know remember Peter King said. I don't remember what he said. Uh, hardly see. anyone was saying Trey Lance, though. I think he was no. probably saying Mac Jones. Yeah, I wouldn't but, be surprised. But I think Peter King uh you know he just goes with what he's being told and and maybe they're just trying to drive Jimmy G's value up because if you look at the evidence of the way that this team tried to replace Jimmy G in the off season, the fact that they invested all they did in Trey, uh, I, I don't I don't think that all of a sudden they're not going to say, no, we're going to keep Jimmy after all. It, it, that'd be really stupid. And, and then, you know, if you want to touch on it now, Tony, what we heard of people that watched the documentary Silverback from um, Trent Williams, there was some, some juicy stuff there, right? Yeah, so Trent Williams came out with a documentary,
0: um... Because uh, he, for those that didn't know, he, he, I guess, had, had some sort of cancer. I don't know if it was in his brain, um, which is pretty crazy, just considering, you know, the high level that he plays at. And, and I guess for a while, he was playing with that cancer. And I, I guess to just kind of documented his recovery. And at one point in the documentary, um, I'm trying to find it. I believe uh, Trent Williams' brother said that he was excited to see Trey Lance play and that once Trey Lance played that they would be winning Super Bowls, and he was excited for, for that opportunity for Trent. I think it was something along those lines, those lines. Yeah, that's, that's what I saw as well. I mean, what do you guys think, think of that? Do they know something? Also, we don't know exactly when, when this was
2: recorded, right? No, but, but still, I, I think that um, the players know, who the, I mean, they get a feel, they know, like when you, when you're on a team and you're playing, you can you, you have a feel, you know, who's the better player. Like you don't need the coaches to tell you. And sometimes coaches play favorites and which, which uh, Shanahan does, which Shanahan does. And, or sometimes, you know, if, if the key star players, you know, lean more toward a quarterback, which at this point, I wouldn't be surprised, you know, like juice check and Kittle, you know, kind of leaning more toward Jimmy, Jimmy being their guy. Yeah. But, yeah. but I, but I think the dogs like, like Debo, like, you know, you know, like Ayuk, uh, Trent Williams, I think in, in public to the media, they'll say, you know, all the right things, but I would imagine that the, the, the majority of the linemen, usually mobile quarterbacks, you know, help them look better by extending plays and not getting sacked. Um, and then receivers like Ayuk or um, that want that deep ball. I mean, they're not going to get that from, from Jimmy G. So I, I think the, not to say that the locker room is divided, but I'm sure there are players by now in that locker room that would prefer to have Lance starting at quarterback.
0: Yeah. yeah. I I, th- I think no doubt. And I, and I think it makes sense for Trent Williams, right? He, he's towards, you know, he signed, what was it? Like a five, six year extension. Yeah. You know, I, I don't, I doubt he plays the, the full five or six. So, you know, he, you know he might he
1: might be on his last contract yeah yeah
0: yeah this is his last contract this is his last you know I, I guess window to try to try to win one right so I think he he kind of has a, a feeling for you know he says it himself Jimmy is Jimmy and, and you know when they've talked about Trey Lance all, all the players have had nothing but, but pretty good things to, to say about him. He's gonna be a star and you know this and that and so they they, they know something.
1: Yeah I think to to answer your question Carlos on Jimmy G I think the main thing is just that he's he's inconsistent, and you and you just can't win um, with a quarterback like that, especially in the playoffs. You're not sure what how he's gonna play, and he just keeps making the same mistakes over and over again, which almost costs the game uh, against the Bengals. If if he if that cornerback or safety catch holds on to the ball that he threw him at the end,
0: yeah. And I guess just one more thing, I guess on the, on the on Jimmy G and on the quarterbacks, you know Jimmy G was playing pretty horrendous, only three points in the second half, which is pretty pathetic, right? You know maybe he should have yeah. been six. We had that missed field goal, but I remember during during the last you know the last quarter when when the Bengals scored those fourteen points, I mean Joe Burrow made some pretty uh pretty crazy throws, and and I tweeted I was like man joe burrow makes throws that jimmy g can only dream of because I, I think it's true i mean i don't know about you guys but i thought joe burrow played pretty well you know coming off in that acl territory his second season but i mean just w- 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 what it would mean to just you know have a quarterback that can make those throws w- what do you guys think carlos
1: well to
2: me i mean i've seen that before on the 49ers i'm um, um in kaepernick uh Ka- Kaepernick, you know, I-, I thought could make any throw that was necessary. He had a, a cannon of an arm. Uh and I definitely think you know, obviously Joe Burrow in the long run is going to be a better quarterback than Jimmy G. Yeah. Uh definitely Joe Burrow has the skills. You know, he's more mobile. He has the arm, you know, to uh to throw the, the deep ball and everything. I mean he he's still gonna go through a, a learning curve. Uh and obviously you know, uh, the Bengals head coach is not Kyle Shanahan. And they do want have one hell of a receiver in Chase. But, I mean, you can definitely see the potential in Burrow. I, I think the Bengals are on track. The, the, the jury is still out. But I think it's more favorable that Burrow does turn out to be their franchise quarterback uh, than not.
0: Yeah, if he can stay healthy, no doubt. What do you think, Pablo?
1: I I actually wasn't overly impressed by Burrow. Um Definitely prefer to have a more mobile quarterback. I think the, the Bengals didn't do him any favors when they didn't address the offensive line and got him the the receiver instead. I think you always want to build from inside out with the football team. And, you know, he was getting harassed. Uh, Bosa was getting there, but actually some other of our linemen were actually getting there at the same time as well. Uh, so despite that, he, he was pretty successful. I think his stats were still better than Jimmy G's. Um Really, the Bengals what cost them in this game were the turnovers, the the special teams turnovers, and the penalties, uh, the really bad penalties, of course. But uh, overall, yeah, Burrow will be a better quarterback than Jimmy G. Um, Not not as impressed from what I had heard before, but but still, I mean, you you could see he could make all the throws. Yeah,
0: and coming off you know torn ACL, just pretty pretty impressive. Um, yeah,
1: if the Bengals fix their offensive line and their coach, who's I think he's a pretty young coach, if he can improve on on his game management, then uh, then yeah, you could see him winning way more games as well. But right now, they they're almost a mere, you know, like an impersonation of the Niners as well with their up and down season,
0: like you yeah. said earlier. Yeah, I agree. They're I think they're very close to to building something, you know, potentially special. Yep. And I guess moving on to to our head coach, Kyle Shanahan, you got to give him credit. He dialed up two great drives, you know, to end the game. You know, obviously one in, in in the uh, fourth quarter and then one in overtime to win the game. Um, I will say that you got a little bit lucky. You just mentioned the taunting penalty. That's probably the softest call I've ever seen. Yeah, that was bad. I would
1: be pissed if I was a Niner fan. And, I mean, if I was a Bengals fan. <laughs> yeah.
0: And if, for those of who didn't see it, um, what happened, uh, I guess the corner uh, – I don't remember what the play was, but the corner kind of got up and he pointed. I think it was at one of the linemen. He just kind of pointed pointed at him or – it was it was a very, you know, noth- nothing crazy. And, you know, we got the that taunting penalty. I think it was on a
1: third down too, so it extended yeah. the drive. Yeah. It was on a third down. I don't know if it was a, a pass breakup or what it was. but It was just
2: right in front of the ref too. That's why I think Yeah, it
1: just – they were saying that um, this guy was like former teammates with the with the offensive lineman. I he's our right tackle, man. What's his name? Sixty-six Com- Compton. Compton. That like he was former teammates with Compton, and he was just kind of pointing at him, and the ref threw the flag on him. It was automatic <laughs> I mean, if, first if down. I, if know.
2: I do say so myself, I think our we we were it was missed. We didn't get a taunting call for something that was way worse. I think it was a play where. I think it was either Tart or Ward. I'm yeah, not sure. Yeah, right. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Jimmy he, Ward, Jimmy Ward, like nailed the receiver. And, you know, he you know knocked him or you know knocked them back on his on his ass, and then like he got up and was flexing like right in front of him, right? I in his, know, right I in front know. of his face. <laughs> And the ref didn't call it. I was almost like, oh, dang, he's going to get a taunting call. And like,
1: But he didn't get it. So There you go. Niner fans don't like to remember the missed uh, penalties on their team. But, yeah, I mean, it, it goes both ways a lot of the time. But this one was really bad, the taunting one right there, for sure.
0: Yeah, and in general, it's, I think that it was just dumb of them to add that this season. You know, it's, it's an emotional game. You make a play, you're going to, you know... I guess, celebrate a bit or, you know, just let out some emotion. That that was a pretty horrendous, horrendous uh, call by the refs. And, you know, our luck even continued on uh, in special teams. Um, we had two, the Bengals had two muffed punts. One was recovered by the 49ers by River Craycraft, who, who was active this game. And another one by Trent Sherfield, Shemfe- Trent which I believe was the second one of this season. Yeah. So you know, I don't know if the special teams is still terrible or yes. if we just got lucky. No. <laughs> They're still terrible. No, Pablo, what do you
1: think? Yeah, our special team still sucks. Uh, that was just big time luck uh, on our side. They benched that guy. He he blew oh, two punts there. The same the same half of the game, I think, and they benched him after that. But
0: I think it might have been two punts in a row. I don't know if it was.
1: It felt like it was back to back. Almost. I mean, they, you know, it's it's very deflating because your defense stops the other team. You're going to get the ball back. Not only do you not get the ball back, but it's like if they would have thrown a Hail Mary. I mean, they just get excellent field position. So it was really it was backbreaking for the Bengals. It's like what Where's is reminded me of the Seahawks game.
2: That oh, not only do we man. make them go three and out, but then we give a touchdown on special teams. And then exactly. it was like, it's like, man, it pissed me off even more. I guess they learned from it, but now. Uh, you know on spe- on on punts we were preparing for the fake i saw them you know being in more of a coverage uh,
1: situation to <laughs> what to look out for the fake but it's like man now you do this there's no reason to uh, there's no reason for them never to be prepared yeah for a fake you should always just be prepared for a fake Makes you know no ha- have players be aware all the time there's no reason not to
0: yeah i mean how how often does a team block a punt i mean pretty it's pretty, pretty rare. rare i don't even that's know that's if there's been one well, I don't know if that's my audio.
2: If there's been one this season, um, I don't think we've, we, and Lanners, obviously, we have blocked punts, but I don't think our special teams this year has blocked the punt. No. I mean, I don't even uh, know
0: but, if I've seen one, you know, say in the league. I don't know if I've seen like a highlighter of a, of I a haven't, I haven't. This, this, this season. So yeah, like I always say, it just always makes sense to just look out for the fake. You always you never know.
2: <laughs> and then our special team st- still sucks as a whole. I mean, g- Gold, yeah. again, Horrendous, another, man. another another game that's three in a row where he misses uh, either an extra point or a field goal. Um, he did it against the Vikings. He did it against the Seahawks. And he did it again against the Bengals. Yep, to
0: win, right? Yeah, it was the field goal uh, right at the end, which I thought was kind of weird by Shanahan um, that – I think he had called the timeout right away, and then we just kept running the ball to kill the clock. But he, he could have just let the time run and then called the timeout. I don't know. It it was kind of like weird at the end of the game, but yeah, Gold missed the field goal to win it. Uh, pretty horrendous and pretty terrible for a guy who, who's like we mentioned last podcast, locked in for 5.5 million guaranteed next season. I don't know how his contract details are, but I'll definitely
1: look to to release him somehow. They got they got to move on from him. If if the Bengals if we weren't fortunate enough that the Bengals kicker also missed a field goal, that would have been the field goal to try to tie the game potentially, and we would have lost because he couldn't tie it. So it's again we had fortune on our side or Lady Luck as if you want to call it that uh, on our side in this game.
0: Right. And I guess just going into some, some studs and duds studs, obviously for the game, you know, Debo picked up right where he left off, had eight carries, 37 yards, one touchdown, you know, I just feel like the the offense just isn't the same without Debo. Uh, Iuke had that obviously touchdown winning reception in in overtime, six receptions, 62 yards and made a pretty crazy play. Nick Bosa just continues to just be dominant um, and I, now has yeah. 14 sacks in 13 games. And I just think it's weird that he isn't even in the defensive player of the year conversation. I, I, I see posts and he's not even mentioned.
1: Pretty ridiculous. Yeah, it's
2: ridiculous. And he had another sack that was taken off
1: because of a stupid penalty. Ambry Thomas had that penalty twice. He, the, the yeah. Face, the face. Yeah. Terrible.
2: So That was another sack that was white, but yeah, I mean, Nick could be, just a beast and, um, even in in his sacks, man, he just gets the quarterback, takes care of business, doesn't re- even really celebrate. He's like right away, like onto the next play. Let's do this. That's that's how, that's yeah, how. Yeah, he
1: was. He's a huge reason why we won an overtime. He, if he doesn't sack them there, if, and they complete a pass, if they end up scoring a touchdown. We lose. It's right over. There. Yeah. yeah, it's, it's over.
0: over. Um, other studs, obviously, Kittle. You know, second game in a row, I mean, thirteen receptions, one hundred fifty-one yards. One touchdown, that clutched their down catch, and I mean, you know, Kittle, he's just a beast, man. There was a pretty he's crazy... hurt too. Oh, he is.
1: Yeah, he, he was is? limping. He was limping around between plays.
0: Well, uh, I, I mean, I'm not surprised. Look, at, there was this one picture somebody posted where there was looked like the whole Bengals defense was was just kind of hanging on to him. I mean, yeah, it, it, it's kind of like the the blessing and a curse of his play style, right? You know, he he's hard to bring down, but you know, maybe there's times where he he, he should just you know, go down to, to just not risk the injury. But um, Aziz Al Shire. Shire, Shire had eight tackles uh, and one sack. And he, I believe, also is hurt. I believe, is it his ankle or his elbow? His, his, his elbow. elbow. Yeah. Um, his elbow. I think it might be a little bit more serious. I don't know if he, I think there was like talk of it being
1: season ending. Right? Uh, I don't think so. I, I think he's day to day. It'd be a big blow if we would lost him. Um, one of the things that Akash Anabarathan mentioned on Twitter is that he that al-shair, I mean alshair, we're so used to saying alshair I know. <laughs> he leads the NFL with eight tackles for loss on the season. I think he's I, we've said this before, but he's outshined by oh, yeah. Warner this year. We were actually saying it even before it was a popular thing to say on Twitter.
0: Oh, yeah. 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 Al- Shire definitely has. I think now the only thing for him is just he, he needs to just stay, um, I guess, consistently healthy. I know at the beginning of, kind of of his career, he had some health issues. And for the most part of the season, it he was healthy and now kind of running into some more mm-hmm. more problems. So hopefully he can stay stay healthy. Um, Duds, I mean, Ambry Thomas and just the, the entire secondary. Yeah. Completely terrible. I mean... We really that's really we even said it before the season that the secondary was something that you know was I guess suspect, and you know we saw that after week one when when Verette went down, and it just it's it's been pretty horrendous,
1: yeah, I think that's what scares me the most about uh the next game once we get to that. any more studs and duds from you guys? I don't think I have anything else to add there. No, that's gold. <laughs> yeah, gold, gold. He's gonna. I hope he doesn't end up costing us one of these. A win here, coming up shortly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess let's get right into it. Let's get right into it. The next, the next
2: one, the ATL, uh, is coming into town. So, uh, the Falcons. More recent games, I guess, to start off with, just recent games and memorable games. Uh in twenty nineteen, I know we we don't we, we always say let's forget about twenty nineteen, it's in the past, but <laughs> uh but that was a game and the Niners were were rolling. I think we were yep. uh eleven and two or after that we were 11-3, I forget, but yeah, it was toward the end of the season as well. Yeah. It was
0: the second to last game. It was right before the Seahawks game, I think.
2: But but we uh we lost twenty two to twenty nine. I just remember that game I think Sherman sat out and there were a few other uh, key players that we're sitting now, maybe we just took them too lightly or whatever it was. Because even in 2019, the Falcons, they 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 sucked. They were they weren't uh, the same team anymore. Uh, Julio we, Jones,
1: Julio Jones dominated, and Salah couldn't adjust to the one player that kept. The team. <laughs> <laughs> just, like that,
2: just like Devontae Adams. Yep. Uh, so we lost that game, and then uh, as we go back down some more in memory in the memory lane here the pick at the stick, you know, a candlestick. That was aw- that was that was awesome man. Navarro Bowman, you know, taking it to the house. Oh, um and then uh but you know Prior to that, uh, that, I think this was the first time that I got to see the 49ers win an NFC championship game. That was a 2002 game. 2012. 2012. Wow, 2012. (laughs) I I, I was off by 10 years. But yeah, the 2012 (laughs) where the 49ers went into the ATL and they took out the Falcons. And I remember that game. We, badass, we came man. back. We came back because that game. I remember with mm. the way it started off. It was
0: like, "What the hell, man? What's going I, on?" I think we were down seventeen zero. Yeah, we we were,
2: we were we were down, and uh, but man, just you know, Kaepernick, Gore, and Vernon Davis just brought brought and us roaring roaring back.
0: Don't forget about. I think it was either Kendall Hunter or LaMichael James. I don't remember. God but dang it. I just man. remember
1: our defense would, would be great during the season, but in the playoffs they would give up way too many points, man. But yeah, yeah. Kaepernick would make up for it. Uh, mm-hmm. that, that was such an emotional game because we were going to the Super Bowl. I remember the confetti falling. And yeah, all, man. man. There, well, I, just do,
2: a, I do remember. Just the feeling, man. The, the the definitely
1: the the feeling of
2: seeing your the, the team and hearing those words. And the 49ers are headed to the Super
1: Bowl. God I remember Bowman and, and Willis talking to each other on the field saying, We're going to the to the bowl or to the ship or whatever they called it.
2: Yeah, man. So, God dang
1: it. Damn it. I wish we would have won that Super Bowl. Oh, man. son of a biscuit. So many players deserved it, man. Willis, Bowman, State, Staley, Staley, Justin,
0: Justin Smith. Yeah.
1: Even uh, even Alex Smith deserved getting a ring, even though he would
2: have been I on the bench. Even though he would way. have been on the bench, <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't, don't, know, if des- I don't know
0: if he deserved it, but you know he was there for the ride. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> uh, and then uh, going back even a little bit further, you know, one of the very early seasons. I, I think one of my first, I guess, seasons that I-, I can, you know, really clearly see in my mind and go back uh, to some games from that season was the 1999- nineteen ninety nine nineteen ninety nine playoff game between the 49ers, again, visiting the Falcons uh, in in the ATL. Yeah. Um, and at, uh, at the time, you know, he was my favorite player, Garrison Hurst, the running back. Steve Young was the quarterback. Steve Young yeah. was the quarterback. Rice was still there. Yeah. Uh, obviously Owens. But, man, um, I really think that that year we could have made it at least to the Super Bowl had it not been for the gruesome injury that Hurst suffered early on in oh, that man. game. Um I mean literally his bone was was pretty much you know dying uh after he broke it. Pretty much he you know for those that haven't seen it, I don't I don't recommend you go out and see it, but uh let me just you know paint a picture of Garrison Hurst. He's you know running up up the middle and uh it's turf. So he tries to, to spin off a tackle but his body spins spins but his ankle does not and it's just ah. Uh. Oh, yeah, it's man. like his
1: foot was glued to the field, <laughs> yeah. and, and and then he did the spin move without his force. And yeah, that, yeah.
2: that, that was a year the whole the, the thirty birds was 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 in effect with Jamal Anderson. And luckily, yeah. they lost they lost in the Super Bowl <laughs> that year.
1: Yeah, um, they sure not made it that far. If I'm not mistaken, the Vikings were really good. Their kicker hadn't missed a field goal, and I think he missed it at the end, and they lost or something along those lines. Yeah. Actually,
0: I, is that like with Chris Carter and uh, Dante pepper No, I, I think
2: at that at the time, I think it might have still been Randall Cunningham playing with the. Oh yeah. With the Vikings, maybe I don't know, I, but I don't remember. But yeah, I mean the the Falcons went on to get to the Super Bowl, and I think the I think it was that's the the Rams destroyed them. I don't know. Or Warner? It, or no, it wasn't the Rams. It was somebody else. Might have been. I think it Broncos. was the Broncos. Yeah, Broncos. the Broncos just took it to them. Yeah. But. Anyway, I mean right. flat you know fast forward uh to twenty twenty one and they're still what I'm referring to as the stinky birds instead of the dirty birds. <laughs> but um they're six and seven. Looking at their schedule, they, they got whooped by the, the the Eagles in week one. Uh they lost thirty two to six. The Buccaneers handled them. Uh they the only teams they've beat really have you know they beat the Giants. Which, as we know, are not doing great. They beat by the jet three points by three points. They beat the Jets by a touchdown. Um, and then they've just they've uh they beat Miami by two, by points. two points. Uh, they beat Jacksonville by a touchdown. Um, they beat
1: the Saints by two points.
2: They beat the Saints by two points. And then they they beat the the Panthers by two by- points. <laughs> They're coming off a win, yeah. But yeah.
1: They're they're barely winning the the games that they win and they're Against getting killed. Teams. They're <laughs> getting killed in the games they lose. Yeah, I mean they
2: they got shut out pretty you know pretty
1: bad by uh
2: the the Patriots and yeah. they were and they were at home to the Falcons but they lost twenty five to zero. Yeah, so I mean in today's football to get shut out that's pretty horrible. I with think all the rules and penalties it favors the offense. So I, I don't know if the
0: Patriots game, but there was at one point this season where the Falcons. Or they pulled Matt Ryan, they put in um Josh Rosen and like his first throw he throws an interception. No, that was pulled, the game. I think it was yeah. against they the pulled, Patriots. They pulled yeah, Josh Rosen and they put in the third string quarterback and he throws an interception. The yeah. chosen
2: Rosen the man, chosen Rosen. Have he stayed with the Niners, I don't know. Uh, I think...
0: <laughs> I'll tell you. Let me tell you how bad it got before we drafted Trey Lance. Before we moved up, at one point, I remember telling somebody, Man, I'm ready for the 49ers to roll with chosen Rosen, he's gonna yeah. be the one you
1: bought into the
2: hype that Carlos was selling you. That's why. <laughs> well, I'm telling you guys, like I said, like we we have been starving for a for real quarterback play. You know, since I think Kaepernick, since the Kaepernick, you know, and that even dating back before 2016, before his last year, because, you know, at the end, he was kind of struggling there. But I mean, we've had Hoyer, you know, CJ Beathard, Nick Mullins, and then Jimmy G, you know, aside from 2017, it hasn't been what we were hoping for, what we were expecting. So, yeah, I mean, we're 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 starving here for anybody to be the answer. Um, but going on, so like I said, the the Falcons, again, they're, they're a team that we should be. Uh, they're a team that we should, you know, be able to to take care of business. So really we um, are what we, you know, what our record says we are and what, you know, the majority of fans believe we can be in the playoffs, especially because we're at home. Uh, there's no reason why we should lose this game. But, you know, we said that we said that uh, about the Seahawks and we all know what happened there yep um so going you know into the game the the injury injuries continue to you know pile up as we've talked uh, talked about it before you know al shire you know that was probably one of the biggest negatives coming out of the Bengals game is you know his elbow injury um we're not sure when he's going to be back he did not practice uh today uh today being wednesday when we're recording this he did not practice so you know it sucks that he's out uh Nikki B, he got he got his usual, you know, vet day off, you know, well earned and deserved.
1: Hey, hold on, I gotta stop, I gotta interrupt really quick for breaking news: Jacksonville has fired Urban Meyer.
0: Yeah, I saw that earlier. I just, you know, didn't want to interrupt. <laughs> I think everybody saw that one coming.
1: Wow, man, that's just, that's pathetic yeah. not even a one <laughs> not even a one in done oh, not even a one and done well, there thought...
0: was just there was a lot of recent reports of he he, he, he was like kicking he... the he kicked the kicker and he was like calling out coaches like telling them to like uh I guess defend their their record and I don't know man I knew uh, since he got hired I knew he was not he was gonna be a mess.
2: Uh I, 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 didn't see this this train wreck coming because I oh, did not know much. It. I don't know much about Urban Meyer other than he, you know, at every program he in college, every program he went to, he, you know, he he, he seemed to to win. Yeah, um,
1: he was Alex Smith's head coach for Utah, yeah. and
2: yeah. then at, at Ohio State, he owned Harbaugh. He never lost to Harbaugh. Um, so. I don't know, but I think what what started it all, or starting, you know, some indications that it was going to be a, a dumpster fire was the whole Tebow situation, mm-hmm. um, and then when uh, the whole, you know, allegations of him, you know, at a bar with. with
0: <laughs> well, it wasn't with, allegations; it was, it was. Well, there true. was actual was, there was footage, footage and video of him <laughs>
2: with, with with the flucy. <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: and and in the bar, there was. I think it was like a bar. I don't know if it was like a Ohio State bar, but there was like a picture of him and his wife, like, up, like, playing <laughs> on
2: the bar. It's pretty terrible. It, it, yeah, it was bad. I mean, I think at, at one point early on in the season, I think it was, like, week two or three, there was, like, a, a, an audio recording or, like, one of those NFL films type thing where he's telling the other coach, I forgot who they were playing, but he's like, man, it, it's, it's like you're playing Alabama every week. <laughs> <laughs> so he was just completely unprepared or not ready for the NFL level. I think all he's done is just tarnish his image
1: man poor poor uh number one draft pick overall uh that went track trevor team. lawrence trevor man that's, lawrence. Always,
2: that's always a risk when you go to a, a crappy team so yep
1: all right anyway sorry for the interruption i thought it would be uh worthwhile discussing for a little bit but we can yeah so, <laughs> so uh moving on uh, uh greenlaw also did not
2: practice uh his his groin you know hearst uh, did not practice. Dante Johnson, he did not practice, but does not seem to be injury related. I hope he's back because with Ambry Thomas and Lenore back there, we we need yeah we need all the help we so can with, at corner.
0: With Dante Johnson, I think what happened was his mom had passed away, and so I think that's
2: why he didn't play this past. Oh, decade. that's right. Yeah, yeah. condolences yeah, to, to Johnson sucks, and his family. Man, it does suck uh other other players i think uh worthy of here that did not practice and lump them all together here uh d j jones Kittle um warner uh he was limited in practice uh mitchell he still uh you know his concussion in his knee uh Trent williams did not practice but again he's just getting his 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 veteran uh veteran day uh tart he was limited and then Embry thomas was also limited with the concussion. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's a a long list of in, of injured players. So I mean I really hope that Kittle suits up. Um I really hope that DJ Jones suits up. Uh, because you know, th- those are some key some key players that are on offense and defense, but just you know yeah, Warner yeah. and I mean uh, Shire. I mean
1: we needed uh, our star players to beat the Bengals. Uh, even though they made so many mistakes last week, so yeah, we don't have we don't have the quarterback. Oh, boys, are always shitting on? You. <laughs> we don't have the quarterback to overcome the yeah. loss of star players. We need every single, yeah, our, one of them out there.
0: Our secondary and linebackers. I mean, that, that's that's pretty huge, um, especially Warner, Warner, and you know Shire and Greenlaw. You know, those are our three main guys. So hopefully, two of them are at least you know ninety percent or eighty percent to
2: go. Yeah, and you know, and it's gonna, it's it's hard to say next man up, you know, because it's it's you can only say that so much until you start getting into the fourth and fifth string, but you know, like I think as Paulo was saying, you know, we needed everyone against the Bengals, and I think you know we're not a a a know perfectly. Tightly run ship here in terms of penalties and sloppiness, so we we need everyone in their A game. Yeah.
0: Not only did we need everyone, we needed everyone,
1: and then a little bit of extra, you know, luck. Luck. <laughs> yeah. Because you know, Burrow, Burrow, he's you know, he's a fairly new quarterback. He, he's not going to be as aware as like a Matty Ice on the, his receivers beating our corners. He, he's, he'll audible. He'll do whatever it takes. That Matty Ice will be on it. I think he'll definitely be testing us.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So as we go on there and talk about luck, I don't know. I mean, right now in uh, Santa Clara County, we're going through a little bit of a of a, of a storm here. It's been raining nonstop. It's freezing uh, out here. It is. You know, <laughs> it's, it's beyond California cold right now. It's ridiculous. California, get it together. <laughs> uh, but right now, it looks like there's like a, a 16% chance, I guess you can say, of it raining on Sunday. 16, right? Yeah, 16%. I mean, that can change, right? But I just got to... I hope Shanahan learned from his mistakes (laughs) and if it does change where it's more likely to rain, we better practice with wet balls. We better you know simulate the real life action because as you know it it was just an an ugly mess against the 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 Colts. Or do we want it to rain like cats and dogs? Um because there's a chance that we may see more of Lance than No.
0: Like, like we said, I, I don't need, I don't even think Lance comes in anymore at any point unless unless <laughs> Jimmy G goes down. Yeah, just give up on it. Carlos had a feeling. Let me believe. Carlos had a
1: feeling he was texting everyone that he had a feeling. Trey Lance I was did. Play I don't know. I'm know. I, don't I'm gonna, lie. I don't know why. <laughs> the, the story,
0: the story of the season is is going to be Carlos, the, the
2: little boy who cried Lance. <laughs> But man, I, I'm looking at anything, but like during the game, I swear I saw Jimmy G limp two or three times during <laughs> oh. the game. Carlos, yeah, three, you, you always say that once a game,
1: you always tweet out, "Is Lance warming up? Is he warming up?" <laughs> Carlos has a tweet drafted already. Right? No. <laughs> I knew, I knew Trey Lance was gonna come in.
2: <laughs> all right, well, all right. Let's see. Let's go into the the tell of the tape here as we're uh, getting just a comparing everything overall. So the, the total total offense. Uh, The the 49ers, you know, have the better offense, you know, ranked 12th uh, compared to what the Falcons 24th. Um, Also in total defense, the Niners have the eighth total defense compared to the Falcons, you know, 25th. And that's Uh, yards per game. Yeah, that's, Um, you know, in in points per game, we, you know, our our offense is 13th, theirs is 26th. Um, And in defense, ours is 20th, theirs is 28th, so uh you know when it comes to offense and defense you know we, we you know uh, it, it's quite decisively we have the better offensive and, def- and defensive team yeah
1: uh the and only Raw for defense is so misleading though with with our it is with the corner have. yeah <laughs> <laughs> cuz I mean, to,
2: to me this is not a top 10 defense no but but what but uh, i guess going on um, the Falcons, in terms of turn turnover differential, uh they're a minus five uh with fifteen takeaways to twenty giveaways. Uh they're twenty-six, which is surprisingly surprisingly worse than the Niners.
1: Yeah, they're bad. You <laughs> know, we're
2: we're minus two with sixteen takeaways and eighteen giveaways. So like I said, you know, aside from special teams, you know, I would imagine their kicker's probably doing better. Um we we have the the, the overall better team. Um, what yeah. what, is, what does our GPM tell us, Pablo?
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it, you heard the statistics. Uh, the Falcons are worse statistically than we are in in almost every category. Um, well, the only area where our GPM gives the Falcons the advantage is really at quarterback. With Matty Ice and and special teams, they do have a good kicker on special teams.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Cool. Let's see. Yeah, cool. Really, <laughs> the, that I thought
2: Tony was saying. Oh, yeah, cool. Like, <laughs> yeah.
1: No, his last name's Cool. He's, yeah, he's it's, pretty... it's really his kicker is the one that's uh, that really gives him the the advantage over us because Robbie Gold has been pretty crappy, garbage, hot garbage. Defense are pretty bad. They're not good against the run. They're not good at creating turnovers. Um, they're not. They're not good at sacking the quarterback. So I mean, it's it's set up for our offense to succeed. Mm-hmm. Um, their offense they, they is do not as good. Yeah, they're, but they're not good at run blocking. They they are pretty good at protecting Matt Ryan, but they give the ball away a lot. As you heard, right? They're twenty six. They 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 cough the ball up a lot they're not very good in the red zone and they don't put a whole lot of points as we, as we walk through their um, schedule earlier, you know, they have a a new head coach as well. So yeah, our, our GPM is predicting that the Niners win this by, by a touchdown by seven points.
2: Yeah. And, and again, uh, the, the 49er fans, that is Las Vegas. Uh they're they're favoring the Niners and they're eight and a half point favorites to win. So that's pretty big. That's pretty <laughs> that's pretty significant. Yeah, eight and a half points.
1: They were right last week and the GPM was wrong. Uh yeah. although there's there's so many factors, so many things that could have gone either way. I, I feel like um you know that's that's the way it is. Well, that's football, right? Yeah, that's why benches. that's why no one has a golden GPM anywhere. <laughs> but
2: um, any given Sunday.
1: Yeah especially with this team it's just so inconsistent you you don't want to bet on the niners at all
2: so the the gpm is telling us that we win vegas is telling us that we win um but how do we win what what are your keys to victory tony
0: uh copy and paste i i think that's really, <laughs> really the only way and that's kind of the sad thing with the 49ers I, I feel like they really only have you know that that kind of the way to win is just they have to find a way to get You know, some sort of run game going, whether it's with with um, Mitchell Wilson Jr. or with Debo, um, just to kind of open things up, you know, so get the run game going, uh, get the ball to Kiddo and IU, get the ball to your playmakers, don't turn the ball over um, and on defense. I mean, just li- limit, the bi- limit the big plays. I think that's a, kind of what they, they were really trying to go for against the Bengals. Just limiting the big plays, you know, bend but don't break, and especially
1: with, with all those injuries.
2: Yeah, what do you think, Pablo?
1: Uh, I'll say, you know, this is a game where the 49ers, I would predict them to, to dominate, but because of Matty Ice and our ailments at corner, our weakness at corner, um, I expect them to be able to put up points, and and maybe it turns out to be more like of a shootout. Uh, the key, I mean, the keys to victory for the Falcons to win, we that's the copy yeah. and paste, right? Throw it deep. Don't, I mean, that's the other thing with the Bengals. They kept trying to run the ball on us. That's like what we're really good at. It was just, it was stupid. But anyway, we're not talking about the Bengals anymore. If the Falcons focus on, you know, uh, passing and and, and targeting. Ambry Thomas or or Amador Lenore, Lenore or Josh Norman. I mean, take your pick, you know, stay away from the shark, which we forgot to give the shark credit. He he came through as well with a big blitz uh, sack. Uh, and by the shark, I'm talking about uh, K1 Williams. Uh, my prediction is Niners win 28-27 and I'm going to redemption for Robbie Gold. He makes an <laughs> extra point to win the game. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I don't think I said my prediction, but I think the 49ers win big and they went 30 to 14. With two, with a, another kiddo touchdown and another Debo rushing touchdown and another one for wow. Ayuk.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think uh, just to add to the keys to victory, I think it, it's, it is kind of sad because um, when you look at the film and the defense, it doesn't really matter if you think, oh man, they have a weak safety. They have you know, a slow corner that we, let's try to pick, you know, pick on them and, 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 you know, make them pay. I remember years ago uh, we had a couple of really crappy corners, uh, Jason Webster and uh, Mike Rumpf. <laughs> and I remember they would just get picked on over and over and over again. Like in terms of just, you know, throwing it deep or whatever it was. And I feel like with the Niners and Jimmy G, <laughs> It doesn't matter who we play if they have a rookie corner or they suck. We just yeah. we can't take advantage uh, of those type of situations. It's almost like okay, what's the game plan this week, Coach? Well, no, at all costs we must establish the run and run the ball because if we don't, you know, we're gonna struggle. Uh, it, it's almost like we we can't make a game plan where we can come out and pass first. And I think Kyle tried to do that. In the early week, in the you know first few weeks of the season, where we were like passing and you know, almost pass happy, and we, we just couldn't do it. Uh, so it's really it is sad. It's pretty much a copy and paste week in and week out because that's just that's the only way we can win. But uh, but I do think that that copy and paste recipe against this Falcons team uh, will work, and I think uh, we will win thirty one to twenty one.
1: And you know what? I think the Niners can even be their sloppy selves and make a few mistakes here and there. But but this Atlanta team is so bad that they could still end up winning the game um, on offense. But we'll see. You know, like I said, I so what I'm predicting, just to be more specific, is that we're losing – 27 to 20 at the end and we we you know jimmy g puts together his famous drive at the end so that all the stands celebrate him and make a statue <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh and then robbie gold hits the extra point to win 28 27
2: at the end but okay oh, uh, so, so then we were losing 27 to 21 yeah, we're not we'd 20.
1: be, no we'd be losing 21, 27, 27 to 27 yeah 27 21 all right all right yeah, for this game, I predict that Trey Lance will not make an appearance.
2: <laughs> not on this one.
1: Oh, Now it's going to happen. Now it's going to oh. happen. Oh,
2: jeez. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so that, that about does it for uh, this game against the Falcons. Any other games around the NFL that you're looking forward to seeing?
1: Chiefs Chargers should be interesting. You know, both teams are playing well. Both teams have uh, franchise phenomenal quarterbacks. That's actually tomorrow, right? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a Thursday, night, Thursday night
2: Yeah, and the the Chiefs are on a um a hot streak. Um, oh. they they
1: turned it around. And I told actually, you guys their main was... issue was turning the ball over, and, and once they cleaned that up, there. Yeah, they're...
0: yeah, and actually, it looks like starting this week, there's some Saturday games. Um, so the Patriots and Colts play Saturday Saturday yep. night. Uh, that should be a good game. You know, so... Patriots on that. I think they're still on the win streak, right?
2: I'm pretty sure.
0: I
1: don't think I don't think they've yeah. lost in a while. I, I think right now the Patriots have the best odds, according to football outsiders, to to win the Super Bowl. Is that freaking crazy or what, man? Let's with the
2: with a rookie quarterback.
1: But you can't do it with the rookie quarterback, says everybody.
0: Yeah. Man. So they're, they're so they're nine and four. They have the Colts this week, the Bills again next week, then the Jaguars and the Dolphins.
1: Easy schedule other than the yeah. Bills. Yeah
0: yeah and i mean they already then that
1: first bills game was really close Baby. they're very likely to get the bye Baby that's cakes. right Baby they're gonna cakes. have the bye they're gonna be playing at home with that, Bill- that weather and they're, then they're I, gonna go to the super bowl man, man
2: oh, yeah I've, I've been watching uh man in the arena haven't watched pm plus from tom brady and I, I mean i think for all the speculation that that at least so far you know five episodes that brady and belichick didn't get along but like man not based on the the documentary so far, Uh and just all the players just speak so highly of Bill Belichick, and just and it's true, man. I mean the whole thing of do your job. He just it just has the entire team disciplined and playing sound football, man. Yeah. So I, I I'm would
1: not be surprised if the Patriots, you know, go far and make it all the way. Yeah, I th- I think they. It's looking like they they have a very good chance at doing so especially if they get the uh the uh the number 1 seed and then
2: um are are the rams and seahawks playing this week i thought they were
1: yeah they are yes they yeah. are
2: so the, here's a a conundrum for us there who would you prefer to win that game
1: uh, i i guess it doesn't really matter too much seattle they're not going to make the playoffs i don't know because well, they, they can, it, can still they can that's they what i out. Yeah. No, I don't think they can.
2: Well, what? What's the? Because right now I think the Seahawks are only maybe one game behind us.
1: Yeah, but we beat them. No, they're they, the the Seahawks. They, the Seahawks no, they're swept way us. behind. They're way more. They only won four games. Oh well, five five games now after this. That's weekend. what
2: I'm saying. So they're the they're behind us. They're two games behind us, uh, but they swept us. So if somehow we end up with the tie, uh, but it
0: it would depend on the other teams too. That um that that they're head to head with the other teams like the like the Eagles and then who else who else is right behind behind us? The Vikings?
1: Let's see.
2: Well I guess I don't know. Answer the question. Who do you think who would you prefer to see win? The the Seahawks or the Rams?
1: Seahawks chance to make the playoffs is 1.2%. So they uh, yeah they, they can't make they
0: players. they they lost to the Vikings so there's that head to head
2: so I guess it'd be been if the Rams lose then we play the Rams again in the last week of the season
1: yeah that's what we should be so what are the Rams right now what's their record let's see the Rams are nine and four and we're seven and six so we're two games behind and we have the advantage yeah we'd want the Rams to lose if we want to move up in the seating yeah. It, if they lose, assuming we take care of business and then we play them at the end, we control our destiny. Yeah. Right. Uh, it, yeah. And I think I saw the stand this current standings.
0: I think if we went to playoffs right now, we'd be playing the Cardinals. No.
2: No, the Cardinals would have a bye. Cardinals would have a bye. Who,
0: who was it that I saw we would be playing? Well, if uh, we
2: if we have the do we have the, with us, we have the second to last seed, right? right six now? Seed.
0: Yeah, we're six seed. So
2: we would play the number third, the third overall team. Who's
1: that? Let's see. I'm bringing up the playoff picture too. So we would play... No, right now the Cardinals are third seed. Yeah, they are. Because they lost.
0: We would would play the Cardinals. Number one seed is the Packers. Two is the Buccaneers.
2: Mm, Okay.
0: Then Cardinals are three. Cowboys are four. Rams are five. We're six. And then Washington seven. So I think we would want to play... You know, way ahead.
1: Maybe the Cowboys or the at uh, the Rams. Uh, I I'd rather where? I think the teams that I wa- would want to stay away from in the order in this order would be the Buccaneers. I would want to stay away from the yeah. Cowboys because I think they could easily attack our secondary and take us apart. Um, yep.
2: And nah, I, I want the Packers in the playoffs.
1: No, well, yeah, the, we won't the, play them.
2: I want no, that, well. They're still. They're still. They're, they can still. They're. They're. Everyone's ten and three right now. The the top three teams are ten and three. Right, right. So, I hope we stay at six, and the Packers land at three, and we and we play, play them in the playoffs.
1: Okay, that's
2: what I want. We'll see. That's what right. I want.
1: <laughs> Whatever it is, it's
2: bring it on, the floor.
1: Let's see how they do these last few games. Because <laughs> you know, one thing we haven't talked about is so many players coming out with COVID. That's yeah. true. And how things might change uh, you know during the playoffs too.
2: I wonder if teams are starting to do the booster shot or if that's going to
1: be a thing. But they, they should because it's such an advantage if your team is healthy and the other team is not. Yeah. Right? I mean, how would you feel I guess this is hypothetical if we made the Super Bowl or just even the NFC Championship game and the other team's like their main stars got COVID and and we beat them, but was, <laughs> they weren't at full strength. How would you feel about that? It'd have to be an asterisk, right?
0: I feel like they would probably postpone it at that point. If it's a game that big, like NFC Championship game, I feel like they, they would probably postpone it. To let... I
2: don't I don't know if it's that easy to postpone an, an yeah. NFC Championship
1: game. but They could do it. I don't know about this league. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, <laughs> they don't seem to care about player safety. Or like If they already have the deal with the stations and it's going to be too yeah. convenient, they'll go forward with it. Yeah. Well.
2: Well, we'll see. Um that about does it any other final thoughts before we close it out? I will say we forgot to mention um so there cause there was
0: some news about D Ford and uh, yeah. so I guess he wasn't activated today, which means he's done for the season and I guess there were some reports that he was they were going to release him, but I, I I just reading this tweet from Mike Silver that he got a text from D Ford that the article saying that he told teammates to, to be released or false, that he's getting rehab and taking the time he needs to get back. And that he was just saying goodbye to, to everybody in the building because he, mm. I guess he he wouldn't be there because he's done for the season. That, that sucks. sucks. Yeah. That
2: sucks, man. And he had such a good week one. I think it was week one. <laughs> well, yeah. That was, yeah. I
0: mean, that, that was, I think, more than, than I honestly expected him.
2: I, I think do. he needs, I think he needs to retire at this point. Well, Yeah. We'll yeah, see. we were
1: all surprised. We were all surprised how he came back strong from his injury, and he was, you know, full in training camp and preseason, and even yeah. week one. And then, and then you know, he just re aggravated or whatever the case might have been. It it's, just hasn't come back.
0: It's just with that injury, it's it's hard to come back from, you know, with what he has. Um, well, I think part of it's his back, and then also the knee tendinitis, and then that's the same thing Javon Kinlaw has. So, yeah. Okay.
2: Sucks. All right. Well, that about does it for the 49ers Triumvirate Podcast. This has been Carlos, the P, and Tony. I'm out. Peace. Peace.